Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Lost in the madness, can't find your way to the door. Lost in the sadness, the fear we can't take anymore. Still fine, we can't move on without love. Still cry. Searching for more Highways and byways Running away You can't find your way Back home Tossing and turning Mind still spinning, you feel we can't take any more. Still fine, we can't move on without love. Still cry, always searching for more. Memories I see. Stepping out lightly on the floor Memories I see you Always walking out that door Still fine You can't move on without love Still cry Searching for more, yes you are Lost in the madness, can't find your way to the door Still cry, you're always searching for more, yes you are Still cry Searching for more, yes you are Lost in the madness, can't find your way to the door Yeah brother, MJB Matthew James Blake, live in the cellar Cellar sessions, we'll talk about this, new album coming up 
Matthew James Blake. Yeah, so share it around. We're uh, live on Facebook Live. We'll be uh, recorded later with the enhanced audio later on YouTube. As mentioned, MJB, Matthew James Blake. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, Matthew is a 33-year-old single. <laughs> Niagara Falls resident uh, via North End St. Catharines. He's a North End brat, just like me. Yes, I am. A few years younger, though. Not, well, just a couple. No. And a practitioner of musical witchcraft, I like to say. <laughs> we use that in the most flattering of senses. So, dude, I appreciate you coming in. And uh, great timing, too, because you got a lot of stuff coming up. We got the West Coast Perfect. Mystery Train Tour coming up and yeah. the West Coast. What what's the album called? Same thing. West Coast Mystery Train. It's the same yeah, uh, name it, of the it's album. It's an EP, a short play record. Right on. CD release, Mate. March eighteenth. March eighteenth. Yeah. Mate Horseshoe Cafe. Tavern. Yeah, playing the Horseshoe. On April second. My first, my first time at it. At the Horseshoe. Yeah. Great venue, legendary. Yeah. Venue, yeah. yeah. And then you're gonna you're gonna trip across the country. Yeah, on the via on rail train. Via rail. Performing on the via rail train. Yeah. Five days to get across country. Five days and a bit. A few gigs a day. Yeah, th uh, three forty-five minute sets. You're gonna be tr you're gonna be playing in the uh, liquid relief car. Or like, in other I words, it's so. gonna be a lounge. Can you drink on that part of the train? I can. I'm or can not, you drink everywhere on the train? I'm allowed to drink, but I'm not <laughs> allowed to drink while performing. All right. That was their stipulation. So are you gonna like go? You're gonna spend some time in your own cabin oh, yeah. and pre-drink before yeah. you get on stage, I think so you we'll, don't. <laughs> yeah. At least post-drink in case Via Rail is watching. Uh, and we're both sober, uh, so that <laughs> yeah, uh, should tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been drinking that much these days, but I've been known to get tricked here and oh, there. Yeah. But uh, we made a decision rather than uh, uh, what, what do I call it? Adjust the altitude okay, before yeah. the session. That we, oh, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. we would do this with a clean head. <laughs> you just woke up like 15 minutes ago. I've been up since 9 or 6.30 or he something like to... that. These musicians, they don't call them out until afternoon, you know. it's. Uh, I love you guys anyway. So And then uh, the Roxy Cabaret in, in Vancouver. That sounds like yeah. a really cool venue. It's a legendary venue. Yeah, I've heard it's, the name. It's the Horseshoe Tavern of Vancouver, I guess you could say. I'm sure they don't like being compared to. Well, maybe they do. Legendary. It, it's Archie. it's one of them clubs, right? Where it's like in that vein. But I'm playing with my old friend Chris Witoski, who I went to high school with. We won five championship rings for uh, lacrosse. Holy Cross. Yeah, yeah. We we were so good. Catholic boy. We went to Holy Cross <laughs> College, and pounded their asses like twenty goals to one or something <laughs> like that. We were that good, and all those cats play pro now, but. Chris Witoski plays with a band called Bulge. He's a funny guy, too, quite the performer. So I'm really excited to meet up with him. Cool. So that, and then I trip to Victoria, and I play at a place called Vinyl Envy, which is a vinyl store that puts on a weekly concert series. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing with another fellow that's from Victoria and another fellow that's coming from Europe to do a tour. So there's three of us on a bill. All kind of acoustic shows. And then from there, I'm going to Salt Spring Island, which I have an undisclosed show booked there, which is still yet to be ironed out. So there could be a house show. It could be at a cafe. We're, we're trying to figure that out. So, And, and then, then I jump back on man. the train all the way home playing on the train. 
You spent in a week there, though, too, right? Yeah, seven days. <laughs> three shows in seven days, which I figured was a reasonable idea because I don't want to, like, go crazy trying to get everywhere, right? And then, you know, it's it's always a hassle. So I'd rather have the shows be impactful, you know, and do them up right. So I play on the train the same way on the way back, five days back. And then I'm playing... Um, in the Soil Arts Festival on April 28th at 4.30 on the main hub. Nice. So in the I, middle of James Street then. Yeah, right nice. in the middle. And then Nathaniel Gould, I just talked to him last <clears> night. <throat> He's going to play drums for that show. And uh, Aaron Berger is probably going to do vocals and percussion. So we'll probably end up getting BBG as special guests for that show. Right on. So And they're thinking of coming to the Horseshoe with me too. So we might have BBG at the Horseshoe. Like special guests kind of support their brother. We might have BBG is something I never want to hear again. Yeah, no. <laughs> no do. thanks yeah, to them for being here today. Yeah, we, gotta... <laughs> we don't need those stinking musicians here. We got Matthew James Blake in the house. Uh, yeah, dude, so <clears throat> tell us a little bit about the album. Like how many tracks are you going to have on it? I know okay. you've had a lot of help. Yeah, uh, this has been, been amazing. This has been, and I've been, uh, you know how I, I harp on you guys all the time. I need new music yeah, because, yeah. I, you know, I get sick of the, the music yeah. pretty quick. Well, not pretty It takes me a few months, but yeah. usually I fall in Us love with too. an album like yeah. Color and Light, Aaron Berger. Or, Wear it out. Yeah, The Black Flies or CD, you know, yeah, Carl, Carl David. David. And then I, it goes on the shelf. And like I said to you yeah, on, online yeah. the other you day, I shelved stuff. this. Uh, what was yeah. it? Haven't I said I shelved? It, yeah. It's been like. I got to get it back into the rotation because I, I still love it. Yeah. It's just I'm done with it, so I put it away. Yeah. So I'm always the guy saying, "Give me some new stuff." Yeah, and I don't yeah, think yeah. you recorded Heaven. I haven't recorded it properly. I've done just some rough stuff with it. Right. But I want to treat it well when I do it. Mm -hmm. Give it the full gospel treatment. But that's gonna change when I come back. I really this is something new for me. I bowed bowed out of the game for quite a while intentionally. I just needed to get my life straight. But I, when I come home, I got my recording gear now. I got Icebox Studio and Production that's on my side. I'm going to be pumping out music, like, nonstop when I get back. This is it. This is what I want to do with my life now. I'm going for it. <laughs> I, well, I think you've known this for a while. I mean, you've had other jobs. I remember you telling me about welding on the, on the yeah, ships. Yeah, I did and, that. And that's then, what's cool you know, I use this. you as an example of somehow the, you know, the guys that I know that are perfectly willing and able to work in a regular job, yeah. for lack of a better term, yeah. and, and then just frustrated by this, uh, oh, yeah. this calling of music that doesn't seem to have much in the way of yeah. opportunity unless you hit it or like sustaining yourself in the music industry, even in the Niagara region, which is loaded with yeah. talent, is tricky oh, to yeah. say the least. You have so, to be a businessman somehow. Like that's mm -hmm. what we're all learning. Or get extremely lucky. Or, yeah, you get a bone thrown to you, maybe, uh -huh. which is pretty rare these days. I don't know. But it's all, it's it's like any business. Like, I've done a lot of landscaping, working for, like, mom and pop companies in Niagara. I'm starting to learn from these people now. It's all about your promotion. You got to take it into your own hands. It's mm -hmm. about service. If you leave people with a good sense of service, they'll buy your product, like, religiously. So that's what I'm taking from it all. West Coast Mystery Train. So how many tracks can we expect on this? So it's looking like there's five to six tracks. Uh, three main tracks is what it is. And then there's going to be a couple instrumental interludes. And there's be some little bit of like psychedelia going on. I got uh, 
the first opening track is a it was basically a percussion track because I, I play percussion right that's been a big feature of Quite what well. i do i mean anytime i try to get you to give me tips on the guitar you refuse but you always say you want me to teach you the skins that i can teach yeah, you something yeah. about i think i'm a little bit yeah. more uh prone to yeah. the addiction to the skins because well because my mind goes all over oh, the yeah. place and my fingers drummer, are too freaking big to yeah, get on those yeah. little tiny I'm strings. I'm not much of a guitar cat. <laughs> I hang around with good guitar players. I Aaron Burgers is the same thing. I yeah. don't play guitar. I don't, it's gonna fool me. Yeah, he's got great rhythm though. Yeah, Nathaniel Gould is a great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Plays with Eli and the Straw Man. I live with two virtuosic guitar players, Mike Baranya and Jihad Yahia. And wow, they humble me every fucking day. It's crazy. And Jihad gets better every time oh, I see ridiculous. him. He's just been a f- just a, absolutely uh, uh, a really a student of the game and, yeah. and practices all the time, yeah. like for hours and hours a day. And it's no wonder. And everyone I talk to, and every time I say, you know, look at that kid. He he's yeah. he, he gets better every time I see him. Absolutely. Everyone agrees with me, and that's that's pretty cool. So. Um, yeah, you're lucky to have that type of talent around you, man. Oh man, I've been so blessed. Like I, I grew up with a guy named Adam Mancini. I was just talking mm-hmm. to you about. He's a, he's a prodigy that I think of as a best friend that I've had since we were yay high. And I, drums. Yeah, I can't believe the stuff that that guy's done. Blows my mind. Oh, Adam Adam T. Wallington from Icebox Studio and Production. That guy can literally play anything. He's mm-hmm. a concert pianist he sings like michael bolton like it's ridiculous he knows his production wendell blue oh my god he's a legend that guy he's played with like pagliero and like cool daddy yeah he's he's been around for years he's a he's soul man number one and then my home bar the dunn street grill which is next door to the lighthouse Every night, you can see LMT just hanging out, ordering drinks. So I get to hang with Leroy, Emmanuel, John Irvine, and uh, Mark Rogers and that. So, like, I'm constantly being pushed to another level. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm loving it. Life is good. Six tunes? Uh, There'll be about six tunes, and then two of them will be instrumentals. One of them will be a percussive instrumental. And then there's three songs, the one I just played. Searching for more. Well, that's off the new album. That's off okay. the new album. And uh, Aaron Berger and Nathaniel Gould just came over the other night to do some vocal harmonies on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It had me dying, these two. We had to make the song longer because the harmonies sounded so good. We had to, like, stretch it out just to, like, sit <laughs> on those harmonies for a yeah. while, right? Well, Nathaniel's huge on the harmonies. <laughs> He's a huge oh, yeah, fan, yeah. but then also... Great arranger, too. Mm-hmm. And, and Blackflies were evidence of that. They did that really well. Oh, yeah. Blackflies are one of my favorite bands. They're getting back idea. together. I started that rumor. Oh, yeah. Um. I can see it. I can <laughs> see it. I'm, I'm voting for it. And then the, the, the next track is a blues. It's a straight 12-bar blues. Got Nathaniel playing electric guitar. I blew a little harp on it. Mm. It's just a fun, bluesy tune waiting for my band is called so it's it's about sitting there on my front porch waiting for my band to come pick my ass up and go rock and roll all night long so it's a rock and roll song so that's that and where are you recording most of it i recorded most of it at uh the lighthouse in niagara falls to be honest with you right and then uh all the tracks i've been working at my folks house lately too in their basement 
because it's a nice quiet space I've been working at. And then uh, I'm taking the final mixes to Icebox Studio and Production in the Falls. Mm -hmm. We just built a brand new studio there. And like literally physically I helped build it. So I had all this recording time banked up. And then Adam called me. He said, hey, man, you want me to give these the magic touch when you're done? And I said, yes, I'm cashing in on that, right? So I'm going to Icebox. We're going to mix and master it there. So it will be top quality music. There'll be nothing homemade about it. It'll be a legitimate well, And that's product. the surprising thing that I've noticed about the, the Niagara music scene is, is well, uh, this all started a few years, maybe four years ago when I was doing the 610 show. And uh, thank you to Lisa Bitter. I mean, she's the one that really hooked me up to all these guys because they had batter up fish and chips and falls and they had the couch. That's right. I played there once. And Botting and all these guys. You guys all played there. So, and then it was Jay Foran that came in. Nice. um, Of many bands, but uh, back then it was the Black Flies. Black Flies actually played my show in the control room at uh, CKTV. And Jay walked in and said, Here, he gave me color and light. He said, Aaron wants you to have this. And I literally said, who's Aaron? Like, <laughs> I had, I didn't know him yet, eh? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how long it took to get into my deck in my car. But then once it got in, it didn't come out yeah. for probably six weeks, maybe six months. I don't know. Yeah, I fell yeah. in love with that album. And I always tell the story how it's so cool that, you know, well, St. Catharines is track three, I think, on that album. Okay, yeah. Uh, starts with Calgary, and I'm pretty sure track three is in St. Catharines, it's called. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm just listening. I started track one and yeah, and yeah. just listened through, and then I'm like, Calgary's awesome. A great yeah, tune. Great Calgary was like the la- one of the last tunes I came back around to because uh, I was so hypnotized okay. by track three. Yeah. The track one and two I just skipped over all the yeah, time because yeah, I want to yeah. get quickly to St. Catharines, yeah. right? Um, in St. Catharines. And then I hear the name of my city in a song. It doesn't really occur to me that, well, this is a local act. And then I look down at my deck, and it says in St. Catharines. And I'm like, wait a second, the song's called in St. Catharines? So so I I just, uh, I I love how you you become enthralled with a song, and then you play the shit out of it. And then you end up skipping that song because now you're tired of it. And then Calgary, out of yeah. nowhere, the the first two songs I can't oh, I can't remember, so many great songs on that album I should yeah. know it off off by heart the number of times I've listened to it. But then Calgary, because of the first track, but got skipped all the time, so I could get to track three. Mm-hmm. Slowly, as you just listen to it all the way around, and and one starts to repeat after yeah, the yeah, last yeah, song, yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoa! That and now I'm totally yeah. yeah. And then uh, what is it? The island. The island. Is it the yeah. last, second last song? I don't know. Near the end. Uh, not a song I was, uh, you know, fond of at the beginning. Yeah. And then as it comes around after you've worn the other tracks out, yeah. then you're like, whoa, Calgary. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful story Calgary yeah. is, too. It is, yeah. That's about traveling the way I'm headed. I blew harp on Let It Roll on that Let album. Let It Roll, too. one of my favorite tunes. I'm Five, six, and seven off that album were just awesome tunes. Let I think uh, Let It Roll is five. Yeah. But five, six, and seven are just awesome tracks so i got a chance to play drum i played the drums on aaron's next album that's coming out he's releasing a vinyl i believe it the title so far the working title is on healing ground so i got to play that's my first time playing a full-length drum album 
so I'm super excited about that. And uh, you'll be interested in that one too, because it's the total opposite approach of color and light. It's very uh, stripped down, more acoustic, um, more off the floor. Like we didn't even use a click track for half of it. Joe Lipinski's doing it, so it'll have a different sound. But it's, the harmonies are amazing so far. We got uh, Danielle Marconi playing uh, violin again. Cause she's on color and light. Mm. Uh, Johnny Alvers on bass again. Nathaniel playing the guitars. So that's going to be a good record. I'm jacked for that. Keep on the lookout for that one for sure. And Burger Blake and Gould, you guys put out an album a couple years ago. It was an EP. We're in the studio right now working on one. Yeah? Yeah, we're doing a new one. I'm recording YOY. I think Nathaniel's recording a song called, uh, he might be doing Count Your Money, I'm not sure. Uh, but we're we're still working on that, but that won't be out till I get home. We won't get really working on that, but we've already done a few sessions. So there's a new BBG album on its way. Burger, Blake, and Gould? Yeah, now we just need Nathaniel to get his solo album back out there. Awesome. Now, tell give us a little insight into the construction of songs, because... Wow. I don't know if you, as an artist, if you can kind of, if you even know where they come from or how they're constructed, but I've accused you several times, (laughs) you know, and I make a, I make a little bit of a joke about it and, and, and people maybe misunderstand me when I carve you in public, but you're just (laughs) not that fucking good to be coming up with these strong (laughs) songs, man. So, and I constantly accuse you, like, where'd you rip that off of? And I know my music, like there's not much music that gets past me. I mean, locally anyways, yeah. these days, but so, I mean, heaven, uh, what's the other show, uh, sh- not save me. Sh- long road. No, or? well, long road street sweeper. Street sweeper. No, the other yeah. one we shared the other day that's on, uh, hmm. not save me, Black show me something too. me. It's on the, uh, make me say, make me say, <laughs> Like, I mean, that is just the melodies. That's a sexy and, tune. Yo, sexy. <laughs> but, and these are the, these are prime examples. Please go check MJ out on, online. It's not hard to find. Just search Matthew James Blake. Um, I've accused you of ripping these off because they're just that good. The hook is That's just funny. monstrous. It's It's got that magnetism, that, that addictiveness that you don't want to put down. So nice. can you, can you point to, because I got a guitar over there in the corner that ne- very, Hey, I got yeah. D down. I can yeah, play a solid okay. D, right. uh, right. but I find it so frustrating. But and then I know once in a while you get into that creative headspace, usually by uh, in my case um, adjusting the altitude. You know, oh, you're not yeah. as low as you uh, normally are. And, you know, and yeah, and then yeah. I just think that the shit's just pouring out of yeah, you. Yeah. Except my stuff doesn't come out as songs, and if it does, it comes out as someone else's songs, which is what I accuse you yeah, of yeah, doing because. Yeah. You know, my joke is you're just not that damn good. No, I'm, so, I'm not. But I'm, man, I'm really you're not writing, a musician. You're writing uh, original scores that uh, you know that are worthy of of well, whatever you want to call it. You know it, what it, I do? Put, I, I rip them off, <laughs> and that's the well. There's nothing original you can say. Yeah, that's the honest to god truth. Like I even have songs where I'm literally straight up quoting Jerry Garcia or like. That's what music is. None of it, it's all taken from somewhere, right? You, you can't reinvent the wheel, so to speak. I'm a student of music. I don't even call myself a musician because I hang around with so many talented guys. I never believed I was a musician until I was about 
27 I started really taking it seriously. But I'm a student of music history. I know tons and tons of music. I'm an encyclopedia for history of music. My father brought me up on uh, R&B records. So that's that's where I get that just from listening my whole life to R. So were you fortunate R&B. enough to have music as a backdrop in your in your family's home? Like, m- no one that I my two cousins played music, but we weren't all that close. But mostly from my dad just being a music lover. Like yeah, Van Morrison is his favorite. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I know every Van Morrison song. Solid artist, man. And uh, my dad loves his twelve bar stuff. He loves his R and B. Motown, Stax records. But not musicians in your family? No. But as a background, was it always playing? Always. Yeah, yeah. same with me. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember the first yeah. crossover album I had. Well, my first rock rock and roll yes. album was Rumor? Rush. Uh-oh. Moving Pictures. Rumors was the crossover <laughs> got album. I, you got Rumors. Moving Pictures, first of all. Uh, my buddy worked at the, my parents' By friend Rush, yeah. worked at the beer store. Michael Dixon. Mike Dixon person. was on the cover yeah, from Loud Shirts yeah, back yeah. in the day. I don't know what he, what he calls the band now, but he's still playing. I think yeah. he plays with Adder, Tim Atherton. He's a good, dear friend of mine. And that, tr- that you know, trademark big, what do you call that mustache? That mustache it goes like that. Oh, yeah, like it's monstrous. Yeah. And, and, and he's been a good friend throughout the years since, but I didn't know him then. So my, uh, my, my dad's friend, or my parents' friend gave me this album. And he said, here, this is uh, Acid Rock. And I'm like, I was like that? 11 years yeah, old. I yeah, was yeah. grade six, maybe, you know, or maybe seven, somewhere in there. And um, the only reason he had the album is because Dixon was on the front of it and he didn't dig the music. So, and then, <laughs> and then my dad was a uh, vending manager for Niagara Frontier Caters back in the day. Yeah. The Chotka's, uh, it was a food company. They did yeah, all yeah. the plants and a bunch of the schools and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So my dad managed the vending division. Okay. And uh, when we went to the Niagara Frontier Caters Christmas party for the kids, what do you know? Billy and I got albums. Mine was Bad Out of Hell, Milo. Oh, that's like, that is one (laughs) of my most influential records. Yeah, well, as a kid, and I remember, you know, you you remember the album art cover. It's like, it's nuts. It's a guy coming out like on on his monster's bike coming out of hell. and. And you know some of the sexy lyrics, and and they're definitely way that intro narrative. Oh, well, what is he way say mature for my like... age. But then, so I I did a deep dive, and those were my two first albums. And, and now looking back on it, how appropriate was it for a ten or eleven year old kid to get a Christmas album called "Bad Out of Hell"? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but then I remember the first, and I, you know I went through my Barry Manilow days. You oh, know, I love Barry Manilow. I, as a kid yeah. and. Wouldn't admit that live anywhere. Um, <laughs> my that. first concert was Paul Anka. My parents oh, took me to That's Paul Anka huge. at the O'Keefe Center in Hamilton. He's huge, that guy. Yeah, and uh, the second show I saw was the Bee Gees. Oh wow! Come they on. had lasers. They had like they had like a, big for production. whatever that was probably late seventies. Wow. It was probably ten or something like that. Wow. And uh, but rumors. Okay. And so, you know, I had some of my, you know, Barry Manilow was obviously my parents' type of music that I I got into. Uh, I wasn't in Paul Anker or anything like that. My mother's a huge fan. She saw Elvis a bunch of times. No way. She was hugely into music. That's crazy. You know, and my parents, you know, when we went to Aunt Marg and Uncle Doug's and they, you know, party till three o'clock in the morning. It was, I remember being woken up as five, six, seven, eight years old or whatever to them, like singing all the pop songs from, 
the late 60s yeah, yeah, early yeah, yeah. 70s and so that was a huge influence yeah. but I, I do I remember and it's funny you said Fleetwood Mac rumors because the time I don't know why or how but I remember putting on their album going oh and then I couldn't stop oh yeah and uh, how weird it yeah. was that the crossover yeah. I felt like a grown-up now yeah, because yeah, I was listening yeah. to my parents albums and actually liking it and uh, that's a groundbreaking record that was like the first time folks had made a record without being in the same room together really yeah because they by that time they hated each other really they, they had all like slept with each other and like couldn't stand being in a room together so they would like ship around these tapes and like fly them to this studio mm. fly them to that studio and that so that's like a technological breakthrough that album actually and for it to sound so good is a, a feat and now that's the commonplace. People are emailing each other tracks mm. and making records all over the world, right? Have you ever seen the movie One Giant Leap? Uh, I've I've got the soundtrack. It's and amazing. With speeches, you know that artist's speech? Uh, I don't remember the that. The song Braided Hair? Yeah, I do remember braided that. Hair, yeah. braided, braided hair, Now, those guys braided. were never even in the same country. You know, they they do that's the right, that's vocals right. in Africa, yeah. some tribal, you, you know, whatever, and then you know, ship yeah. it back to California and yeah. mix it. And then Michael Stipe was on it. Okay. Obviously, he was yeah. in California or in, in the States. I think Baba Mall is on there, too. Mm -hmm. And he's like one of the most legendary African artists of all time. Right. And really earthy beats kind yeah. of mixed in I with love modern that music. Yeah. Dynamite. And there's a movie on it, too. I See, seen I didn't know time. it was a movie. My brother had the soundtrack when I used to raid his uh, CD collection. That was one of my favorites because mm -hmm. I was a huge fan of Arrested Development speeches from that group right remember mr wendell no you know that song mr wendell yeah, yeah. here have a dollar in fact no brother man here have to yeah, you you gotta know that song off that album uh, no it's, it, oh okay. arrested development was a, a colorful band in like the 90s when hip-hop was getting real dark these guys come out with like dreadlocks and like multicolored outfits and that and kind of changed the whole hip-hop scene hmm. yeah yeah, I know that record. Yeah. Um, I got it at home, actually, and the way I got it was Carl David had it lying on the coffee table, and I'm like, you got that record? And he's like, here, have it. So I got that from Carl. So I used to own it. Cool. Back to yours, though. So uh, other than the fact that you borrow heavily from, uh, you know, songs that are yeah. really popular and just make them your own. I'm kidding when I say that, but I need I, to have a little okay. bit more, and I think people out there, yeah. you know, All right. not many uh, you know, people can describe how their creativity flows or yeah. how a song gets constructed, but can, can you put any yeah, kind of yeah, process yeah. to it for anyone that like me, yeah. who wants to get better you know at what? it? <laughs> the, there's a wicked phrase that I, I try to live by, and this is for any kind of creation. First thought, best thought. That's how I roll. If you think of it, it's a great idea. It's when you second, give oh. it a second thought, that's when the, the little guy in your head says, like, oh, no, that's not so good. Yeah, you, you can't suck, say that. Basically. Well, you're a little chopper. <laughs> but, yeah, basically. So if you can filter that and listen to your your main voice, your true voice, the one that was there when you were a kid, that mm, voice. The unadulterated. Yeah, not the censor that's like censoring everything. Yeah. So that's how I, when I get to those places, I just go with it. If it, you throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I roll. And then sort of like, I don't force anything. I don't sit there and say, I'm going to try to write a song tonight. Like I'll, I'll have a riff for a year and just keep playing it. And if a word comes out, it comes out, you know. So I, that's how I kind of do it. I, I don't force anything. 
it just starts coming from this eternal source of music the muse the muse right and it's about quieting those voices i find and just listening and it's it's actually simpler than we think like one of the easiest things to do is to write a song the best way to do it too and i learned this from wendell blue don't even pick up a guitar don't even use a piano go for a walk next thing you know like i wrote most of my songs at work if i'm doing hand work with my hands all the songs start coming to me then or just walk and then i you start getting the lyrics and then you can add the instruments later the lyrics will imply what instruments you you need to you use. find that's how you usually lay Absolutely. down a track it like starts with the lyric wendell blue will go in the studio and he'll he'll beatbox something then he'll sing the bass line he'll sing the melody line He'll sing all the parts and then slowly start replacing the vocals with instruments doing the vocals. Hmm. So he starts everything from here, like just from hmm. his beat and his rhythm. And that's how I kind of work nowadays. So I, I go for long walks and little everything becomes a, a song now. The, oh, the flowers are growing. <laughs> I need up. to cut the grass. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> Cutting the grass. There's a uh, the Eagles. Uh, what's his name? Uh, not is it Fry? Not Fry. The other guy, Henley? not Henley, the crazy one, the guitar player from the Eagles. Oh, he's yeah. got that song about. It's like he he literally wrote it, cutting the lawn. Uh, Rocky Mountain High. Oh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. He was literally cutting his lawn, and he's like. Rah! Mountain way, that Rocky Mountain way, because he's mowing his lawn and he's looking at the Rockies. So that that's an example right there. That's that's kind of how I do it. It all comes from just daily life. And then cliches. I'm a huge cliche guy, so like, everyone's like, that's, <laughs> I've never known you to. Yeah, be a cliche everyone's like, guy. that's so cliche. I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, the whole that's song exactly is a cliche. Like, they're true. That's why. It's like there, there's nothing false about these cliches. I don't know. And then, like, other times I'll be curious. Like, I'll hear someone and I'll straight up try to copy them without copying them. Where I'm like, oh, I love that chord progression. I'm going to jack that. Mm. And I have an idea that I could put on. So that's hip-hop is like that, too. They, it's it's not stealing. It's it's tributing. That's how I feel about it. Mm. It's all just like one bit. When I quote a lyric, it's not because I'm stealing it. It's because I'm... I'm always curious. It. I'm like, I wonder if anybody will notice that that's a Grateful Dead lyric or that's mm. a burning. I got lyrics by Burning Spear in some of my songs. So that's how I do it, personally. And then some days they just flood in where you're just like emotional as hell and something's coming. That's the other yeah. thing. So most of I, I find a common thread, and I'm not the only one. I'm you know not the deeply insightful one here, but. It seems like we write songs when we're brokenhearted, yeah, and when we're falling in love. This oh, sounds, yeah. seems to be Absolutely. the most, the two Absolutely. most inspiring times of For our sure. life, yeah. when we want to kill ourselves or someone else oh, yeah. from the rage and the heartbreak, oh, yeah. or when we're completely inspired by a new, well, yeah. usually a person, yeah, or yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, especially uh, the ladies have that effect, right? Well, I, for me, they're ladies. I know for you, not so much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, is that is that common with you too? You find that absolutely. Like you're not writing songs about having a headache. No. You know, no. their inspiration yeah, I try comes to from spread a message before I die too. That's my whole thing. Is like mm. 
the more I um, feel grateful, I truly cultivate a feeling of gratitude. Now I feel like I need to say something to anyone before I check out of this, even if it's mm. maybe my unborn children or like inspires some young kid. I feel like that's our duty now because that gratitude puts you in service. Like you, once you feel the, like you can be grateful or know what great gratitude means. But once you cultivate the feeling of like, wow, I'm here in this anomaly. My parents gave birth to me out of huge odds. You need to do it makes you want to do something, even if it's no one's going to hear it. If one person hears it. So that's kind of where I, I now think of it as a duty. I can't waste my life with a skill just hiding it. You have to share it now. Amen. It's your responsibility. So that's kind of where I'm getting at as I mature, really, basically. Comes out of, out of gratitude. So, You find when you're down and out, you're also moved to creation? Or do you have I to am? have a certain I feel like you know, lift to get it, off the ground? It's a bit of a... I, I don't know how true it is that being like being down and out is what creates the music. I feel like health, like when you're in health, you can create tons of you're clear. Now you, the sensors not in there anymore. You can mm. work and you, but as, if you are depressed, if you are living an unhealthy lifestyle, it's harder to, to bring it out. There's too many mm. noises and stress and anxiety. You can't sit down. You can't focus. So it's almost a fallacy that artists are these down and out people. Mm. The real successful artists go jogging, eat vegetables, sleep well, drink enough water. And now you got juices, right? Mm. So that that's huge for me. And I learned that from Julia Cameron in a book called The Artist's Way that I, I exercise. And that's I what really helped me break some of these these fallacies right now have you been practicing that still i found that is that the one where you wake up in the morning you write till you can't till you're yep. exhausted like the thoughts are exhausted you can't think yeah it's just a three, steady stream you three don't pages don't worry about grammar don't worry about yep. sentence structure or spelling or anything yep. like this is and handwriting right but you're not banging on a keyboard no yeah it's easier with i find it with handwriting i don't know if people well, use there's some connection keyboard. between the physical actually uh yeah. i've heard anyways but oh yeah it sounded I like a really cool idea because you're it, you're most clear in the morning when you wake up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and you're the most confused too. I I find too, and that's what helps you clear it out. Because first thing you do is wake up in the morning. You're a little foggy. Like, oh, what shit, day is like, it? That guy said this to me last night, and like, oh, I got this huge problem that's weighing on me. Mm. But you can't really. F they're coming so fast. You can't listen to white. So when you start writing, the first little bit I find is like erratic. You don't know what the fuck's going on. About halfway through, you start getting to these like, oh, I can do this. Oh, if I do this, this will change that. And then I'm going to let this go. And then by the end, it sort of clears you out, like gets it all out of there. Now you can start fresh. And one thing I noticed, it, it made me into a kinder person because all of my complaints are now in this secret piece of paper that's oh. in my secret stash that I'm probably going to burn one day. And now I don't have to come out and, like, be bitchy to my roommates mm. or, you know, like, tell my girlfriend to fuck off or whatever, right? Because it's mm -hmm. already down there and I've already come up with a solution. And now you're like, hey, how's it going? I'm having a great day. And people are like, wow, you're friendly. 
Now, did they coach in, uh, what's the book called again? It's called The Artist's Way the Artist's by Way. Julia Cameron. Now, do they coach you to go back and read your old notes as well? or is They do at a certain point, but it's very, very uh, – it's it's difficult, and it's it has serious consequences. Like, you're going to read stuff in there that you don't want to be reading that you said. You know yeah, and I mean? though you can hardly believe it, that you wrote you down up. at some yeah. point too, right? Oh, uh, yeah. They had an exercise in the Landmark Forum. I've talked – at length yeah, i'm curious about that uh, it, it's life-changing and kind of cultish but very educational as far as an, an inward look and there was an experiment in the advanced course i did the curriculum okay. there's the forum the advanced course and then a self-expression leadership right. program and then plus you take some seminars afterwards but i'm, I'm pretty sure so many cool distinctions that they, they i mean you'll never think about life the same way again i want to try it and there's one experiment where they make you write down whatever you're struggling with. Like, pick your biggest problem yeah, that yeah. you want to disappear. Yeah, okay. And that's what they call it. We're going to disappear your – we're going to wow. disappear it. We're going to disappear your biggest that. problem. And so what they get you to do is they write – like, write every detail of your biggest bitch down. Whatever you're dealing with. Whatever the story is. Maybe it's my story about you. Yeah. And just write and write and write yeah, and write yeah, and yeah. write. And then they make you write some more. And then write some oh, more. Really? And then – Come on, add to it. Add to the, the impact of it going global. Oh, yeah, yeah, they make you get so specific. Yeah. And they're, they're like, I don't even care if it's bullshit or accurate. Just keep writing. It doesn't yeah. have to. Like, just add more to the story. Make it into something huge. Yeah. And then what you're left with, they make you read out oh, loud to a partner. Wow. And then they make you read it again mm. and again mm. and again. And I'm telling you. You're not done the second or the third. They make you read it seven or eight or ten, twelve times, whatever. Okay, and read it again. And out loud, you're taking this, what ends up being a bullshit story. Yeah. And by the time you get to the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth read of this, you can't even get through it because now it's comedy. Now you're like, I can't believe no, it. No, I can't even. <laughs> I wrote this. Not only did I write this, I believed it. Like, it you is, can't even... Yeah. And that's what they, I think they called it, you know, disappearing your, your, your problem. Ooh, I like that. And I, I just thought it was absolutely genius from the standpoint that, and I, I can just imagine going back on your own notes if, and everyone's told me about journaling, right? Yeah. And, and to, to see that snapshot and that frustration or that inspiration or that love or that hate or that whatever you were dealing yeah, with yeah, that yeah. day and to go back to it and go, Oh yeah. Well, who was I yeah, then? And look amazing. at me now. You don't feel like that same person yeah. anymore. But once you get through, like when I when you first start, <clears throat> you got a whole whack of complaints. Six months down the road, you read the end, and your whole morning pages are like, "Great, I got this to do today. I'm going to do the Jim Fannin show. I got this album release coming out. I got to get this prepared. I got to do this and that." And then you're like, "Where did all my complaints go yeah. now? Because they were just petty complaints in the first place. You know, first yeah. world problems." So, and then you catch yourself in all these lies too. Oh yeah. Right? And you go, wait a second. Uh, blaming how people. Could, you know, how could I even have imagined that? Where did yeah. that creative faculty yeah. come up to to push that off on someone else exactly. rather than stand up and go, hey, you know? And I like to think Look I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah, I am a product. Like I'm only sitting here right now because of all my choices up to this point. Yeah. My mother and father aren't to blame. No. But you know, the, the fact that I got fired from whatever, like. It's not anyone else's yeah. fault. And yeah. so where I sit today, I think I've been pretty good at that, maybe too good at it, because, uh, you know, you can get to a point where, like, oh, 
Jeez, you know, oh, yeah. am I gonna catch a break? Yeah. Here? Oh yeah. But. Oh yeah, and then she she advises you to burn them. Oh yeah, you yeah, do burn them at some after point. you read through them like one time. She's like, don't read them for a while either. Like it, I think. Hmm third way like third quarter through the little book there she's like okay now you're gonna read them be very very careful really so then you read through them and she even gets you to highlight all your negatives in one color and all your positives in one color so you look at the beginning and it's all red from negative and then at the <laughs> end it's all say green highlighted and you're like wow what a change and look at all this stuff i've done and then you burn them i've thrown them over the falls i did that once i went for a walk and just went felt so good a no one's gonna see them because that's another thing it's detrimental if someone else reads them and i i didn't really think of that before i'm like ah you know okay i once had an ex-girlfriend find them under my bed and read them it was a fucking night it threw me way back now Hmm. because now my relationship went south from one reading Really? So now I've got this again, so I got to start over. Mm. It's going to be about another six months to dig myself out of this one. I just hurt right. someone I love really badly. She freaked, dude. Uh, and I was like, that's why she said, hide them. Don't show anyone. And it just crushes you because now they read all your personal stuff. It's it's just brutal, man. So never let anyone read them. That's my advice. Hmm. So that's why I hide them very well, and then I burn the shit out of them when I, so they're gone. And there's something about fire. If you're into that mystical stuff, it just like whoof, sends it off. It makes well, it disappear. Throws like it up to the said. gods, right? Yeah, it takes it up as a, almost yeah. like a burnt yeah. off a sacrifice. Yeah. And I thought the water was great words. too. It would wash them down, man. So yeah, and before I leave, I have a huge stack that I've been. They helped me get this done. So I have a huge stack of my pages. I'm going to definitely get rid of them before I go on this trip. Just oh, to like really? Clean slate. You're going to have a little ceremony? I'll probably, Have a few yeah. of the boys over? Yes. See, that's the thing. Like Even then, when it's in the fire, people could be looking and re- reading it. Like, hey, my name's in there. <laughs> what the fuck did I do to you, bro? I see <laughs> a special colored flame. That must be me. <laughs> oh, God. It's a, it's a riot. Uh, but there's all sorts of other little things in that book, little weekly exercises that are mind-blowing, like mailing letters to yourself, you know, that kind of thing. Like you get a, a letter like three weeks down the road telling you how good you are, at, you know, and you're like, hey, I am pretty really, good. Eh? You know what I mean? That's uh, part of the same book. I got one in my wallet, too. She's like, carry this in your wallet. And it's... Uh, it's a note to self? Yeah, it's an artist's... Artist's prayer. I'll even read it. Okay. Now you wrote and mailed this to yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then now I carry it. I pray for the artist within myself and all things. I pray and ask for guidance from the creator within. I pray for the strength of interdependence and learn the wisdom to be a kind man. I pray that I may forgive myself and those that have hurt me. I love all things and ask for the courage to honor all my relations. I pray for forgiveness from all those that I've hurt. I am grateful for the opportunity to learn from these lessons. I pray for the ancestors and my relations in spirit to guide my hand in my creative recovery. Please, God, and my loved ones, show me the way to health. 
So that, that's Amen, heavy. brother. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's beauty, man. So Matthew James Blake is my this guest. Is Check him out on. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming in, dude. Oh, it's been I a while since show, I did. Man. Yeah, and I've shared with you. You know what? I, um, I kind of feel like my self-expression's been a little yanked out from. You know, the I really enjoy doing the show, but I can't seem to replicate it in my freaking cellar down here without doing, looking yeah, at, it. without looking at. And I spend a lot of time actually getting the sound right in here. I love it. And the lighting's not perfect and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know. If I try and do a monologue, because I'm really struggling right now. I'm yeah, swinging yeah, so yeah. far right these days politically. Okay. Like, I'm a lefty. I'm like an eight- or nine-time Green Party candidate. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. more left. Well, I mean, they're, they're fiscally what, what conservative. What go right? Um, the Green ain't The left it? just does not stand for anything that I used to stand huh. for. And I kind of was a robot back in 93 when I, when I f- first was introduced to politics. I, I learned under the left, and I kind of just fell in line with – all kinds of issues and i'm still a lefty but anyways i'm swinging right and it's been it's been Mm. very painful for me because the right actually is standing for freedom of speech right now and it's the left going you can't say that or we can't have that speaker come to our university well yeah the lefties are now like wait a second yeah that offends me because i'm a hippy dippy blah 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 maybe i'm maybe i'm just not searching them out but i don't find any left-wing commentators uh well rogan's a little left-wing but he he's centrist and he 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 falls right on a bunch of things too right and he does he's i've been uh, listening to rogan like crazy and you were the one that helped there were so many people that said jimmy just do a podcast i'm like podcasts are for losers everyone's got one oh you call joe rogan a loser like he's got like how many? One of the coolest he gets dudes a billion, in the world. Yeah. A billion views a yeah. year, this guy, or more. And so I've been really struggling. So and I, I sent you a copy of you know what I uploaded to YouTube the other day. Okay, it was yeah. a monologue on uh, Niagara Music. I, went, well, okay, I could yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, a few yeah. bands and do that well. Yeah. Well, once I put it up there, I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Really? Like, it's shit. Like, I'm a, I'm a real. I don't know if you sent it to me. Oh. Send it to me, though. Yeah, because you said it'll come. You'll get better. I'm like, dude, this is basically it. I talked about G. I talked about Melmonico. I talked about Mice on the Hurricane. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So I've been, uh, I appreciate you coming in because, you know, and I'm, we don't need to go into the political thing today. And I'd rather spend more time talking about you and, and what you're up to and where you're going and stuff like that. But I've had a hard time getting back into it from the standpoint that I, I want to put down my thoughts and get them out there because I think that I can be part of a, a positive conversation yeah, that can, can help because there's more division going on now than ever. The yeah, left yeah. and the right are further apart than they've ever been. Yeah, Men and women are further apart than Absolutely. we've ever been. There's now a huge divide. And the ideological possession on both ends of the extreme is, is rampant. Oh, and yeah. I think the election of Trump, and I, I'm repeating myself, anybody's oh, ever yeah. heard a podcast yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I um, see where you're going. But... I desperately want to be part of the the conversation, in the in the way that I think what we're forgetting is, is we got here together, we're different, liberals and conservatives are different, men and women are vastly different, think vastly differently, and what we forget is we've come a long way. Yeah, we got a long way to go, and we're not going there alone. We need each other. Like liberals yeah. and conservatives are good at different things, men and women yeah. good at different things. We need each you other need to get the down the road. And right now, I think 
I feel like the, the conversation, especially by the left, is being muted by, oh, you're just a white supremacist, you're a racist, you're a transphobe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a homophobe, you're a sexist, or you're, you hate women. Uh-huh. You, you know, somebody on social media the other day, you know, they're protesting, you know, the protesters are, are the, the pro-lifers, right? They get okay. pictures of, like, really graphic images of abortions yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, stand on the corner. Yeah. Dude walks up, smashes their signs, right? Okay. And I'm like, well, that's not cool. Yeah. I get that it's you have every right to stand on the corner with graphic images. I don't care if your yeah, kids yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That, that's freedom of expression. Yeah. So one of these social justice warriors says, "Oh, more of this." I go, "What assault yeah. over freedom yeah, of speech?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a you're a snowflake. You hate women because wh- what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're telling that's news to me. So yeah. anyway, uh, I appreciate you coming in because you know it's. You know, I haven't done this. I've had you on. I've had Jihad on. Uh, I had Anthony Sweet come in. What, oh, what a nice. beautiful human I love being. Anthony, he he did a really nice podcast with me, and that yeah. was, you know, probably a year ago now. And so I, I really appreciate the generosity. Chris Curry from Sessions on the River has oh, no been so way. generous. For, you know, that we had that oh, yeah, gig yeah. down oh, there. Oh, yeah, I thought he was down here. Last no. October. I met him at a, at a gig uh, Sarah Gretzinger did the other day for this uh, savvy mm-hmm. networker. Um, it's quite the facility over there. And yeah, I'll Chris Curry jo- uh, showed up, and so did uh, Paul Layton, who's who jumped on here and's been talking to us while we're going here. No, uh, and so uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on because you know I don't have to worry about talking about that stuff. We I can just sit with my homie. We I can like that. Play some tunes and hopefully inspire someone maybe to pick up a guitar or yeah. uh, you know somebody that's struggling to reach out and say hey like. So, you know, yeah, I think that's all we ever want We're is just to make a difference now. for someone, you know, so. We got free reign at the airwaves now. Why not use it? Mm-hmm. We never had that 15, 20 years ago. So with saying all that, uh, why don't you lead us in a couple? You got a couple tunes you can play off? Or you yeah, can shut sure. up for a couple minutes? Maybe I'll play one that's really not political at all. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> is it good Get to go? Is it rolling? Yeah, I'll play one off the, the rocker off the new record. It's a nice, quick, short one. Sitting on the front porch waiting for my band. Sitting on the front porch waiting for my band. We're going to ride all night in this rock and roll band. Make them people scream and shout. Gonna make them people scream and shout, come on, alright. We're gonna show them people what it's all about. It's about flat foot gypsy out on the floor. Make a people holler, we can take it anymore. We're gonna rock it till the morning, turn the night into day. The boys in the band wouldn't have it any other way. Sitting on the front porch waiting for my band. Just sitting on the front porch waiting for my band. I'm just sitting on the front porch waiting for my Sitting on the front porch waiting for my band 
Sitting on the front porch waiting for my band We're gonna ride all night in this rock and roll band Well, your mama's alright, but your daddy doesn't understand Mama's alright, daddy doesn't understand No, I don't care what you say, but I'm playing in a rock and roll band we got a half tank of gas, a bottle of gin, probably gonna start, it ain't never gonna end, it's a barn raising roof, burning hell of a time, all the pretty girls are making mine on mine, sitting on the front porch waiting for my band, I'm just sitting on the front porch waiting for my band, I'm just sitting on the front porch waiting for my band. All right. Thing going. Yeah. I'm still warming up, so this yeah. is a good rehearsal for the old lad. <laughs> cool. Man. So you want me to play something else? Yeah. Eh? Um, you got any requests? Yeah. Well, you know I love Cuddler and Little Batter is here too. That's okay. Um, what's the one I was just talking about earlier? Make me say. Make me say. It's pretty good. You know I love the heavens. sell a house for Uh-oh. somebody do a private deal for one of my buddies your mama told you baby don't sell your soul it's all right pretty mama It's all right, pretty mama. Mm-hmm. 
Working out the kinks, got oh, some more uh, Love things that tune, to man. do. Where can we find that tune? Where is it? Bandcamp? MJBlakeMusic.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. And if you want to pre order the album, uh, West Coast album? Mystery West Train, Coast the Mystery next Train. album, dropping March 18th, that's at GoFundMe.com slash Matthew James Blake. And, and it's Sunday, 10 bucks. March 18th, coming up. At Mate Cafe, April 2nd of the Horseshoe Tavern. And then if you're going to cross country train on Via, yeah, you'll you catch them in the club car. Yeah. The booze car. And then I play uh actually Winnipeg train station. I oh. gotta get off and I gotta do a, a set there. Okay. And then I play the Jasper train station both ways. So that should be interesting. Well, I'm proud of you, brother. Um, much love to you, and yeah, I can't wait for the album to come out. I can't wait to hear yeah, a secret uh, first uh, rough track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I usually I, can get myself down with one of those. Yeah. Um, and then good luck, uh, good luck at Icebox Studios, yep. and uh, big shout out to Nathaniel Gould and uh, yeah, he's Aaron Berger huge. for uh, you know backing you up and yep. being your man. And uh, support's huge. Yeah, it really is. I didn't expect it. I kind of started out like, I'm going to just do it on my own, and we'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, when you start doing things, people come out of the woodworks with Mm -hmm. support, right? And you have to learn to say yes. That's what I'm learning. Just say yes. Make me say. Make me say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew James Blake, thank you very much, brother. I love you. Love Uh, you too, Thank you to uh, Ricochet Water. They're fueling us today. And uh, Tim Hortons, my first sponsor. (laughs) With a triple uh, cream, triple sweetener. (laughs) Medium regular. Let's see if we win. Uh, Thanks for the people that jumped on. Give it uh, a couple shares if you like. Leighton Overhole, Barbie Collins came on. Cool. Shelly Lewis, friend of mine. Oh, um, Candy Johnson from Out East. Hey, it's been a long time. Wow. Sean Spensley. And then Pauline's been on for the whole duration, kind of chirping and throwing trash at everyone. We got some shady, shady characters on here. G Sharp, you hear? And Sean Spensley's calling out. And uh, Rick Merrill, thank you everyone for uh, checking us out. It's been a while since I came on. We. Uh, 
got some more stuff coming up. I got Mayor Jim Diodati from the Falls book for June. Wow, that's cool. Not sure uh, what the date is for that. Let me see if I can pull him up here before we run out of power. We got a few words for him in the Falls. Don't you worry. Oh, I call him Mayor Jimmy D because well, I, I like know. him though. He'd I like be him completely too. honest with you. He's always got a smile on his face. You know who I I like is Wayne Gates. Gates is a good shit. He man. comes to our gigs Gates all too. the time. You see him out in the crowd at yeah. our gigs. Yeah, saying, he showed oh, up. He nice was even guy. sick. He was uh, out of the cold there. He went to the church next door. And uh, and he actually is one. July 18th at 7 p.m. So it's a little bit into the future, but Mary Jimmy D is booked. Cool. And I got him for two hours, so we're going to talk about huge. anything we want. Commercial free. Without interruption, uh, if you've got some questions for Mayor Jim Diodati that you want me to ask him when he comes on the show, yeah, please forward them to me uh, via Facebook. or I'm going to tune into that one. Realestate.teamniagara.ca is my email. It's the best one to use. And so we, we may jump on later. I got a 5 o'clock. I got a hit and then a couple chores to do afterwards. But it's Friday night, so we never know. Maybe we'll get a couple yeah. of tequilas into us and come down here and get, Maybe. get uh, crazy. I did, I, well, uh, Nathaniel Gould is finishing up some acoustic piano tonight. He's got a, a upright acoustic piano at his place. Right. But he's tracking it there, and then he's bringing the tracks here to me, and we're going to sit down and edit. All right. But you're more than welcome to, A, come there, and then we could also come here. Yeah. If you want to. I feel like that's why I wanted to do the Friday well, night is so we could go <laughs> cut the town off later on. <laughs> yeah. You might catch us at, like, where the merch or some the mansion house or one thirty in the morning when we get home yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah matthew james blake is my guest thanks to everyone for tuning in give us a like give us a share I, oh uh go buy his record obviously Bandcamp. you can uh it's 10 bucks the new album's coming out you can pre-order that the gofundme page and we will upload a better sounding audio quality uh youtube video of this later right now we're on uh facebook but just with the microphone coming out of the the uh, iphone there so this will be uploaded uh yeah we did an hour that's all good yeah we did that love you man good. appreciate it love you brother peace out y'all nice that was really fun dude thank you brother oh man i kind of screwed up a few of my songs but no one will know